finally, uh, we're back on. It's been it's been a minute. We, things have been happening. This is the first live recording with me, your your host Ryan, and my co-host Anthony. Thank you, thank you very much. This is uh, I wasn't expected for the smell. I'm being totally honest. <laughs> you know, I like. I like uh, dead animal hides. I'm, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, the unbelievable amount of propaganda posters and this, you know, weird bunker and all the guns. Oh, and the yeah. Bomb making material is. Uh, but you would never little... suspect that. No, I never would have thought that. But uh, you have a lovely cat, though. Thank you. Yes, mm. Chairman Meow is doing very good. Oh, that's very yes. nice. Well, uh, I don't know if you heard. There's been some news over in Ukraine. Oh God. So that, it's a war over. Yeah. The so in the this Russia Ukraine war, there's actually it's been pretty slow. Uh, you know, people it's just a meat grinder. People are just dying uh, for you know really no reason at all. And well, the last thing that happened is basically there was a city. There's a strategic city called Bakhmut. So wait, did you say strategic? That sounds like Russian propaganda to me. So that's what's weird is I've been reading so many articles about how. <laughs> All right, you know, even if the Russians take Bakhmut, it's really not an important city, so there's really nothing to be worried about. But also, if the Russians can't take the city, it's proof that their military is worthless. And yeah, if they, they win, fight. they win nothing. Yeah. If they lose, they, they lose, lose everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was a little bit skeptical because it just doesn't make sense to me. It's like because Ukrainians, the Ukrainian military, they're throwing bodies the same way the Russian. Um, Wagner Group. So the Wagner Group is their private military, uh, the mercenaries basically. Yeah. So they're hired guns. Um, mostly prisoners. Uh, this is being reported at least. It's mostly prisoners and people from like uh, Africa, mercenaries. Yeah. So um, though this is, I think, the third first time that a mercen an all mercenary unit basically conquered a city against a traditional army. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, but. It just doesn't make sense to me. How is the city not strategic and important? And it doesn't matter whether Ukraine loses it, but also Ukraine is sending every last, you know, human body, the young male to go die in that city. It just doesn't make sense to me. Especially in the eve of uh, the so-called counteroffensive. You know, it doesn't make sense. They're going to be expending so much people. Uh, So uh, my my theory is that, uh, my theory is that, here's a problem. We just had this huge, what, almost a year-long war in Bakhmut. Um, It's finally over. The Russians have declared victory. The Ukrainians are claiming they still have access to a factory in the western corner. There's a chicken coop on the southern, southeastern side that has been successfully yes, defended from the Russian soldiers. Burned up with yeah, the chickens are armed. The chickens have been provided with F. The chickens are actually going to fly the yeah. new F 16s yes, actually. Yes, yes. Uh, so we have, we have. But the city's lost. The, the they city's, definitely yeah. have, it's been taken. Which is by. interesting because it had a lot of reporting before the city fell, which we saw that basically said that the Ukrainians are finally turning the. Um, the tide of the Bakhmut battle back into their favor. We had a news article that said that the Storm Division, that's um, Azov's battalion, most elite, uh, un- uh, one of their most elite units, got uh, probably Storm Company or Battalion more accurately, uh, went in and started fighting and started to take on the assault. That didn't really amount to anything. The city still fell. Senseless lives are being lost. Uh, but uh, everything in this war 
is hedging on the counteroffensive. The U.S. and the European allies have, behind closed doors, told the Ukrainians, this is your make-it-or-break-it moment. If you do good, we will continue supplying you to the last Ukrainian. If you do bad or poorly, time to call quits. We don't have an appetite for the fight. Our objective is complete. We wanted to bleed the Russians. We don't think the Russians are going to push into the rest of Ukraine, but you know, maybe it's time to give them some kind of uh, diplomatic solution. Yeah, and, and it's kind of fucked up, because I can only imagine Zelensky, no matter what, yeah. I'm sure he hates every world leader right now, because, um, you know, the United States is in part to blame for, you know, they basically the United States did intervene in negotiations before the war occurred, where basically, you know, Biden's coming out, they're like, all right, you know, we, we refuse to negotiate. But also, if you invade, we're not going to do anything about it. Yeah. So you can, you know, don't worry, Putin. We're totally not going to have U.S. troops and we're not going to get involved. But we're also not going to negotiate. So, you know, and then we like, you know, the Americans kind of pushed over a big supply of weapons and guns on the border. <laughs> They're like, there you go. Just just in case if you needed it for whatever reason. So, you know, they were, Poland, you yeah, know. <laughs> they were basically playing chicken, the United States and Russia. So with the lives of civilians and, and it, yeah. well, I feel bad for Zelensky because he's in the middle of this. So basically they've been dangling and Zelensky himself came out and said that, you know, he was pretending that they're going to invite him to NATO and uh, join, oh, damn. you know, That's they're going to join the European Union. That's never happening. No. Ukraine is never joining the European Union. I, I would be very shocked if that happened. The only purpose that Ukraine serves is to be a buffer state between uh, NATO be and, yeah. and yeah. So, you know, Zelensky, the fact that he basically is a pawn in this great war of this great game and the U.S. that's partially responsible for making the war happen. They're also saying, all right, we're not going to supply you with weapons anymore. We've, you know, we've got a short attention span over here in America. A year is about as long as we can focus. So you figure it the, figure it the fuck out or we're cutting off the tap. So well, I, I, I'm just... I don't think the Ukrainians are going to be able to actually do a successful offensive. Well, like, uh, I think, I mean, I, I, the probability is low because before the conflict, they were complaining about not having enough air. I mean, before this counteroffensive, everything, basically. they're running out of everything. So, manpower, <laughs> guns. Yeah. So, but they do have a couple of divisions coming fresh from the UK that have been training. Um, uh, so, that's going to hope that were trained for this counteroffensive. And we're going to potentially supply them with the F-16s as well. Apparently, yeah. We're going to talk about it giving, because they need some kind of... Um, Even though we said we weren't. Close air support. Yeah. yeah. Well, remember what I told you in the beginning. The problem with all conflicts is that when you put lines and you and you're, and you tell the other side... I mean, when you, when you, the problem with all conflicts is that people want to control the conflict and not spiral out. But, you know, conflicts have a habit of spiraling out and starting to get bigger and bigger. Now we're talking about jets. Before, we were just talking about ammunition and then training, and then uh, it's going to be nukes, and then, you know, they get Moscow. We get, you know, I mean, they get London, we get Moscow. And well, well, there was that Ukrainian, uh, you know, the Ukraine yeah. claims that they're not Ukrainian soldiers, but anyone paying attention knows that clearly they are. They're at least supported by the government, at the very least. Um, did attack into Russia. Only yeah. a couple oh, of fires. Yeah, and I guess they see some Russian equipment, but it is kind of interesting that they're doing that. 
Um, because no, Ukraine can't occupy Russia. No, it's too so broad it's, of a line. This, yeah, this is like a probing thing. This is like the bug Russia. This is like the freak maybe Russian citizens out. But you know, for since the beginning of the war, we've been hearing Putin's a madman. He's crazy. He's sick. He's dying. He's got yeah. liver cancer, prostate cancer, he's throat cancer. He's, he's insane. Get there any he's diabetes. Yeah, and he's lost his mind. And to be honest, I I'm now starting to think that maybe you know he's a He's a bloodthirsty guy, and he's, you know, people at the top who have this power. They're willing to kill a lot of people to achieve their goals, but I don't think he's crazy. I think he... No, it's a rational calculation. Now, I thought, personally, at the beginning, the reason why I was against this war happening is I thought it was a rational move that was very destructive and harmful, but I thought he did the calculation where he thought... I knew when this war started that the West was going to supply the Ukrainians with every single fucking gun they could find, you know. I knew that was going to happen. I knew that they were going to use the Ukrainians as a meat shield, so I thought Putin knew that. So when he did the calculation, he was like, I don't want to kill all my people and kill all these Ukrainians fighting, okay? But obviously he didn't care. He decided, he understood that the long-term issue with NATO, with a NATO... Uh, satellite state right on the border of Russia is very dangerous. This, like I said before, it would be as equivalent to the Russians putting nukes in Cuba, you know. And Which we, we know the United States was really unhappy with. No, they were actually very understanding. And <laughs> yeah. they're like, you know... It was the whole blockade, they threatened to nuke They're like, you know, it's a defensive alliance, a Warsaw Pact, if they want to be part of it. Really, we, nations should be able to make their own decisions. Yeah. So, if, if Castro would like to have nukes pointing at Washington, yeah, you know, D.C. and Florida we, a mile, 40 miles away, yeah. it turns out, you know, JFK was actually very cool with that. Yeah, so We believe in sovereignty of countries, <laughs> and if he decides to join the defense alliance and park nukes, you know, why should they have nukes and not? We have nukes pointed at Cuba. Why shouldn't Cuba have nukes pointed at us? Of course, you know, we you know, we all know what really happened to Cuba. I think they basically things. quarantined their entire island with the Navy. Yeah. Uh, we basically tried to prepare an invasion. Yeah. And, uh, you and know, we have getting, a couple. Yeah. Um, I think that's what's also funny. I mean, people, I mean, look, but you see, here's the thing. So Putin made the calculation. I'm going to take on the Ukrainians. I'm going to take them on fast and I'm going to get the fuck out. And we know what happened. He tried to do a head. Uh, he tried to do a haymaker. Go straight for the juggler, go straight for Kiev. He got he got bloodied. Then he tried to he salvage that. He got bloodied. And now now he prepared for a war of attrition, and that's what we're going through. And what's funny or what's interesting is I remember because I, I remember telling you about this is uh, so I like watching combat footage. I have so always, fucking depressing, man. Yeah, and there's a lot of content. Let's say coming out of Ukraine for yeah. obvious reasons. Um, the same thing when the Syrian civil war was happening. I remember seeing so many videos. So um, that makes me fight. That, you know, sorry, not to interrupt, but those videos they make me want peace more than anything. Oh, and it's I a hellscape. See, it looks horrible. When I see a poor Ukrainian or a, a poor Ukrainian huh? my age in a ditch dying, or a poor Russian dying in a ditch, being all alone, I'm like, come on. And it's not like the movies. No, like it's something like oh, someone crawls over a ledge. 
and they get shocked and they slowly bleed out for hours and then they kill themselves yeah. is basically what happens. Or they're sitting around having coffee and a yeah. bomb drops and their arm gets blown off and they slowly bleed out while their friends are fighting yeah. while they're screaming for their mom or something. Yeah. It's very traumatic it's very and it's not traumatic. very heroic. It's or or is... it's not, you know, there's not a lot of glory to be had dying in, in, in a ditch. But I remember, so what, what I was trying to say is I remember looking at one of the videos that was really popular on Reddit uh, on r slash combat videos. And I remember watching it because it was really, a, really intense. It was a lot of uh, close-up combat in Bakhmut. And I looked up because it was posted by the group, the soldiers. And I remember looking up the soldiers. And when I was doing investigating, because I kept reading about how, like, oh, there actually aren't that many neo-Nazis in Ukraine anymore. They got rid of them. They're no longer in the government. Um, you know, Azov Battalion is no longer all Nazis. Okay, this unit that's fighting in Bakhmut, I looked up their Instagram page. Oh, they're not, they're neo-Nazis. I'm not saying, not every Ukrainian soldier is. No. But in Ukraine, I think Ukraine's probably the only country in the world where they literally have a unit integrated into the official military where they're all fascist neo-Nazis. So, yeah. yeah, So it was a little bit strange because I remember looking up their Instagram. I couldn't read Ukrainian, so it was confusing. I had to translate it. And they're saying things like ACAB. And I was thinking, oh, maybe they're like leftists or whatever. But when I started reading them protesting far-right people being arrested and idolizing, you know, whoever the collaborator with the Nazi Germany was, I started thinking... And then they also had a bunch of Nordic symbols, and I saw a black sun, and then I put two and two together. It's like all the people who are like, but they keep popping up because like how many Nazis? Like, oh come on, don't judge Ukraine's government. They only got two Nazis in there, three Nazis. Yeah, three. I think one Nazi is too many Nazis in a fucking government. (laughs) And it is concerning that like every other video that comes out of Bakhmut, it's like by a a neo-Nazi group. So it is. uh, I I wonder what the so. In the 70s, or the 80s, rather, the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan, and we helped out a guy named Osama bin Laden. And something called blowback yeah. is where the United States does some type of geopolitical action, and we get blowback. Oh. Where Osama bin Laden, we trained and funded and equipped him in the Mujahideen, and then they eventually fly a plane into the World Trade Center. Um I wonder... Allegedly. 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 No, yeah. Um, so I'm, I wonder what the blowback is when the United States is just throwing as many guns, weapons, and training yeah. okay. and to a bunch of neo-Nazis. I want to ask you a question. You're a Ukrainian officer. You're having... Um, you, you know the war is going south. Your friends have died. Uh, your co- colleagues have died. You are looking around. Your wife is now in a refugee camp. And besides you, you have a box full of Javelin missiles. Each worth what? Like $50,000? Each Javelin missile is like a sport. It's like it's a an, sni- an undergraduate tuition. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. It's like a down payment on a house in America. Yes. Yes, exactly. Not even in Ukraine. It's probably the value of your home in yeah. Ukraine. Yeah. So there's like 20 houses in yeah, a just box. Just sitting to the left of you. Now, you're telling me. You- you really give a shit enough about this that you wouldn't sell a couple to help out your family in a refugee camp? Well, that is one of the other things is there is uh this is what always happens is whenever we give weapons to groups, a little chunk of it just goes missing and we just have no idea what happened yeah. to it. And the same thing is unfortunately happening now. So I imagine that's already happened. So, I mean, there's not really, I don't really have much else to say because I guess Russia 
the private, the mercenary group, Wagner, the Wagner group, they took Bakhmut, and I guess it's not a strategic city, but it also is, or it's only important to Russia, but not important to Ukraine, or whatever, so I, uh, uh, we'll have to wait and see what this how Ukraine does this counteroffensive. Yeah, because if, if they do it successful, this war will go on much longer. If they're successful, if they can somehow come over their manpower... So there's like three scenarios. There's scenario A, which is where their counteroffensive is super successful, but that basically cuts off the Russians from from the, the southern front to the northern front into two sides. Back through the middle, okay, so cut off the supplies to the south, back will extend the war for possibly a couple more years. Because the Russians are going to try to have to make up the ground. Maybe. Well, Russia and Putin is obviously scared of this happening because he's been funneling troops through Crimea, up through the south to make sure that... He's getting ready. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, the areas that are all important are all fortified with Russian soldiers and defenses. And the only other places to go is west to Poland, yeah. north to Belarus, I or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or deep into Russia. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ukraine just, doesn't really have anywhere. There's nowhere. To, there's. I don't think there's. I, to be honest, I. You're not supposed to make. You shouldn't make predictions. You shouldn't. No, but we have to because it's a podcast yeah. and it's fun. But I don't think Ukraine's going to be able to do the counteroffensive. I, I if th- they do, it's not going to be as look, effective. With what we know, yeah. With what's been report, reported that they're, they're being reported that they're low. And again, the U.S. has amazing intelligence, so yes. there is that. Of maybe. Oh, they'll have all the signal intelligence they need. But you know, you take it. You take the factors. The factors we've been told is that they're running low on ammunition. They're running low on manpower. They're running low on. Uh, anti-air, they're running low on a- 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 airplanes, and they're all of these uh, compounded with the documents that have been leaked from the press. Uh, you know, recently, it basically gives you the opinion that they're not prepared. That there's only the likelihood of them having a very successful counteroffensive is about ninety. Uh, I would say about ten percent. Right? You have an 70 percent that they have a chance of having a bullshit offensive, and maybe twenty percent that it's like average successful and. Anything other than outstanding will end the war. Uh, because, I mean, not end the war. It will basically... It's going to convince their supporters that we have to stop. It's, it's going to seal the deal for Ukraine, basically. Yeah, so, yeah. so they have one shot to unite their country. Because Russia, they've just been burning through their mercenary troops. They've really not been fighting so much with their no. regular troops. And they have those uh, conscripts that I guess they've called up. That yeah, which haven't been used for the offensive that they claimed they were going to... Remember, originally this year was supposed to be the Russian offensive. But what happened is, I think uh, they... I think the rep- the news reporting of the Ukrainian offensive uh, stopped the Russians from committing troops because they don't want to sacrifice vulnerable troops when a fucking Ukrainian offensive is starting. So it's pretty much a dead meat. I mean, it's a stalemate until uh, something happens. Yeah, um, if I had to make a prediction, I think unfortunately what's going to happen is you know Russia is probably going to end up annexing the parts they already hold. Maybe they'll move up a little bit. Or they'll make a new country. They'll yeah, probably take Khmer and make a new country. Yeah, they might just make a new... No, I think they'll probably... Because he's already annexed directly. Uh-huh. So I think they'll just annex it, and that'll be the end of it. Uh-huh. And then Russia will forever be weakened. But I mean, um, Ukraine will be weakened. Well, Russia, too. This yeah. is going to cost them a lot. And I think that's the last thing to uh, talk before we move on, is that there is... First of all, the human... The human destruction, I know we see this every fucking episode we talk about this war, is what, why we should be paying attention to this war. Because there's a lot 
of human beings. And it's going to blow back on us. Almost, I guarantee... Oh, well, you're talking about giving a bunch of far-right extremists all these weapons in Europe, and they're, and they're not going to use that? And then those far-right extremists are going to do what... We saw this, so... You don't think they have buddies who are far-right extremists? <laughs> well, the, the other thing is, is we saw this with uh, ISIS, is the far-right knows how to use the internet. So the Ukrainian far-right is talking to their far-right brothers in other countries, 100%. and they're going to help them. They're going to say, hey, here's what we learned. And the far right's gonna they talk to each other. You're getting an army of highly trained killers that are that know how to kill and that have all the access to every weapon they ever have. And I'm saying, hey, you know, hey, I got some javelin missiles <laughs> or here. I got some uh, himlars and uh, artillery pieces. You know, maybe we sneak them into Turkey or something like that. Yeah. Well, I know, I know that Turkey has kind of been profiting off both sides. The real issue with Russia is that their economy. See, the real reason that Russia can win this war, how horrendous that sounds, and what I mean is in a victory where they overwhelm the Ukrainians, but the reason they all want to do this is a complete destroy their economy, as it already is. Our economy is getting absolutely fucked. China has been uh, helping, China and Turkey and the UAE have been helping them out by funneling money in China, by buying a lot of the trade that was going to the West, and the UAE basically converting the oil from Russian I, oil to I know, oil. it's so weird how Turkey is a NATO ally, the most strategic one. Oh, yeah, me, yeah. yeah, but they, it's just funny that they they're not the best friend. You yeah. know, they they are happy to sell and, and supply Russia. They got this weird frenemy situation with Russia. And you have the other story of uh, the, uh, the Egyptian regime selling something like $900 million worth of ammunition to the Russians. And Egypt's kind of desperate because they yeah. have Sudan, the country right under them, falling uh, apart. Yeah, falling apart. There's a Ethiopia just you know Ethiopia just had a war that killed, has been fighting a war for years and, now, and that killed more people than everybody in Ukraine. They were completely not paying attention to. I think it's like eight hundred thousand people died. It was well, the worst. We war. don't care about wars in of, Africa of course, for course. a yeah. some reason. Yeah, which you know, there's something it's different it's about huge, Ukrainians it's, it's versus a it's a yeah. There's something different about people, countries in Africa. Yeah. Some about them that just it doesn't attract the Western audience. It's a question for the philosophers. Yeah, we'll have to ponder yeah. on it. Uh, yeah, we'll have to ponder on what the difference yeah, is. Yeah, but, but Sudan's falling apart. Yeah. There's uh, warring groups yeah. tearing the country apart, and it's kind of spilling over and, into Egypt. And, Egypt's going to be affected by it, course, and is being affected by it. And so, you have, yes, so yeah. when there's two wars fighting, behind, uh, I mean, two uh, yeah. countries being uh, fighting a war, yeah. there's a lot of money to be made. They're desperate. They got cash. They're yeah. willing to spend. So, yes. uh, so you what you're saying about Egypt? Yeah, just like to continue, Egypt has um, is, is going completely bankrupt. Um, they're in a whole bunch of debt, a whole massive debt. Yeah, and not a lot of people know that it's a military. Uh, junta, uh, yeah, it's basically a military country. junta yeah. that runs Egypt exactly. right now. It's a dictatorship, uh, and all this debt, um, you know, they can't get any more loans because the IMF. Uh, sorry, they're running out of loans. IMF wants some restrictions on them. Um, they want to privatize a bunch of their uh, stuff, but they're basically running out of money. And the problem with that is that Egypt subsidizes the wheat, that glorious wheat that comes from the Ukraine, to feed their people. So if they can't afford to, to do those imports anymore, we're going to go back to another Egyptian revolution. Because people are going to starve. You have no fucking choice. What are you going to do? Starve? Fuck that. So Egypt is going to hell. They're, they spent billions of do dollars building this gilded city in the middle of the desert. That's I know, I know. It's funny to watch the videos. So it's like dumb. they're like, 
this trillion dollar city is going to revolutionize the world. It's going to have spaceships and there's going to be floating oh, pyramids. Yeah. And uh, to me, it's just, it's like every other, you know, billionaire fake project or yeah. whatever. But the, um, the point of these fake projects have always been to do one thing is to convince the masses that if you shut up, don't ha ask for higher wages, <coughs> let income inequality go. These people will bring you to a brighter future, and that's why it's useful. It's uh, it's in George Orwell's uh, um, Sugarloaf Mountain, whatever you know. It's like over the hill, over there. There's this oh, beautiful I, paradise. I, I didn't realize he wrote other books. I only hear. Oh, Animal he, Farm. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Animal Farm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but that's that's the point: is that there's a promising future for you over the horizon if you shut the fuck up. Okay, <laughs> don't complain. Your government, they're corrupt. Elon Musk, he's building spaceships. He's going to go to Mars. He's going to go to... So, the billionaires deserve all the power. Because they're going to Mars. You're the, what are politicians doing? That's pretty much the talking points. And in Egypt, is to convince the locals, I know you're going to starve. I know it sucks. But look at this bright future where we're all going to take part in and all be well. You know, and it's like typical capitalist marketing. The Soviet Union used to do that type of stuff, right? They used to say, we're going to have this bountiful future, and then they would build it, because they actually gave a shit. They took all these peasants that lived in Hamlets and built these fucking houses. For them, it was like going from the Stone Age to, you know... A modern society. Modern, then, you know? So, so, but that idea of promising a better utopian future that all you got to do is struggle right now for is something that we want to do here. The problem is our elites have no purpose in delivering. <laughs> and it's not really working anymore because <laughs> I think of most American citizens on both the left and the right in America, they don't... Americans, unfortunately, don't know. They're not so well-educated and smart on what's actually going history. on. Yeah. yeah, especially in history and ideology and politics. But everybody knows in some way, shape, or form they're getting fucked. They don't quite understand how they're getting fucked or who's but, doing the fucking. and who's doing the fucking. Yeah. Well, so, that's the so Japanese why, media to convince you. It's the immigrant or the purple-haired girl in the college. Or, or trans people. Yeah, or you know, some trans Like person. the reason why I can't afford to buy a house because it's they're just, giving it all to the trans people. Yeah, all the trans people all are. The trans people they're taking the all the money and the jobs. Yeah, that's just what they do. They're like, your yeah. trans, take the apartment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're transgender. Please have the, the entire subsidized yeah. apartment on the government. On, on not the government's dime. On your neighbor white Christian's dime. Yeah, like, unfortunately, landlords really are actually very nice and good. It's yeah. just the problem is all of them are gay. Yeah, so that's why we need to. So the regulations that are put in by the trans gay community. regulations, yeah, yeah. exactly. The very you know that's the problem with America is you know Disney has a gay character, yeah. a gay scene. That's why they rent us up. Yeah, and that's why my wages haven't increased in <laughs> yeah. the past thirty years. That's how it works. That's exactly how it works. Yeah, yeah. there's drag queens. Uh, you know, yeah. the, believe it or not, the drag queens actually um, have been preventing unions from forming. They, yeah, yeah, that's they, true. They disrupt They're them. just like, no. Have you ever looked at Starbucks? Why do you think Starbucks is trying to unionize? Yeah. so many difficulties. Yeah. Who works there? Exactly. See? Mm -hmm. Well, you know what's funny about that is that, you know, there's a lot of... I mean, we know what the Republicans are running on for the next election cycle. They're obviously going to run on um, anti-woke. I think they already did that campaign and they got their ass kicked. So, so I, yeah. I, I mean, there's... So, for the trans issue... There's a Gallup poll. It's kind of it's like interesting. Drag, drag queens too, which is well. There's a so there's a Gallup poll for the trans issue. 
So the unfortunate, but also kind of, it, it's both good and bad. Okay, here's this, here's the reality. Most Americans don't even think or care about trans people. Like the right wing is trying to make people hate trans people. Yeah. The unfortunate reality, it's both good and a bad thing. But, but, but just to be fair, just to be fair, you're right. It is that they want them to hate trans people specifically uh, because that's like what they're most threatened by or turned on by. But they also want to attack um, drag shows. Which is connected to the LGBT, yeah. LGBTQ but, and trans issue. But basically. there's been a time for at least 20 years that drag shows were kind of interjoined by both sides of the, enjoyed by both sides of the aisle as kind of an interesting cultural phenomenon. It's been forever. There's yeah. there's an article there. I remember reading an article. Uh, it was like a uh, headline from the 1920s yeah. of like. GI veteran GI changes himself into a woman. How interesting! Yeah, wow, yeah. she uh, G, uh, veteran GI who fought in Europe is now a hot young blonde. Yeah. Woohoo! So, 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 and it's like a novelty. No one who said this is literally going to destroy America. Well, you know what's very interesting to me is that I've been reading a lot about. Um, sorry about that. My cat is <laughs> demanding something. No, Chairman Meow. <laughs> no. So there's, uh, I've been reading a lot about Gnosticism, um, you know, recently, I've been like uh, looking into it, and uh, what's interesting about Gnostics is that they were this early Christian movement, right? Some people argue they're not even Christian, but I'm not gonna, you know, debate that right now, but what's interesting to them is that the Christian establishment, the early Christian establishment at the time, found them so threatening that they decided to... I don't mind the cameos, it's fine. I think it adds a, you know, this is a real live recording. She's actually uh, shooing her doll over there and meowing, asking for somebody to come play with her. <laughs> so, so, the Gnostics, okay, not to get into too much of what their ideas are, uh, the early Christians feared them. So what the early Christians did, especially the 30, and I'm talking about the late people, late people didn't give a fuck, but the 30s feared them because they were teaching a heretical version and heretical interpretation of the Bible. So the church authorities, guess what they did? They what started, did they do? They started accusing them of being cannibals. Now, there's no, ev no evidence of this. Classic. <laughs> Whenever I don't like someone, I'm like, Ryan, you yeah. actually, I've heard. Yeah. If I have good, I have it on good authority that you eat people. <laughs> you eat people. Yeah. You eat babies. Yeah. You, you eat adrenochrome. Yeah. You, uh, you eat Christian virgin you eat, young boys. You eat kids. You eat little boys. Yeah. Uh, you eat little Christian boys. Actually, you've been nabbing them. You garnish your salads. This is actually yeah. in the Chronicle, Elders of the Chronicle of Zion, which is a yeah. famous, you know, in anti-Semitism lore, is um, actually, uh, they said that Jews would garnish the salad with the blood of virgin Christian boys. Of course. But with the trans issue... But the point of that, to bring it back to the trans issue, is that I, we sometimes, I like to think about people who look at the world through an objective framework, right? That we things need to be provable. Things need evidence to believe in. We can't just, you know, believe in things through faith. We need evidence and reason and logic and rationality. It doesn't work for some people. Some people, simply by accusing the other side 
of being secret pedophiles or satanic pedophiles. satanic exactly both it has to not just be pedophiles because those are different it's yeah. satanic pedophiles there are plenty of pedophiles yeah. they're, they're, they're in our churches yeah. we all they're know in those. our government yeah, they, you know it's, yeah, it's fine the satanic ones yeah you know? but not everybody knows the satanic pedophile but you see the, 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 there's an element of what's interesting with the, the early Christian approach to the Gnostics is that by calling them these things which were not provable because it wasn't true. It it is to allow their people to basically completely not take part in them, to completely isolate them, to completely you know vilify them, to feel like they could attack them. Yeah, you know that's what it does. So, so that's basically what uh, the United States government did to black people. Yes, yes, and Mexicans and Asians and you know uh, Hispanics. Uh, but we see the point of the trans issue of telling your people. That there's going there some part of some weird plot. They're grooming our kids. They're grooming our kids. They're coming after our kids. They're you know doing things to our kids behind. You know that that goes to a very, very normal parental reaction that they're afraid that somebody is harming their kids when they're not around. So the idea that you're sending them to school and you think they're safe, but they're actually being manipulated is extremely scary for parents. So. The point is to tell the so the point is to tell the parents that there's a threat attacking your kids and we can protect you. Hmm. You know that's why you need to support tax cuts. <laughs> yeah, that's why we have to cut Social Security and think about the state uh, state taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to think about uh, the tax on billionaires. It's yes. very important. And uh, you know, obviously the yacht tax. Yeah, that, that yeah. you know that's been that, that's a job destroyer right yeah, there. That, yeah, it is. But um, there was so there was a Gallup poll though. Yeah. Uh, so. The, the the thing is is why the Republicans I think their decision to uh, focus on the trans issue is actually not going to work is there was a Gallup poll and like I was saying earlier the unfortunate reality but it also makes me feel good too is that most Americans are completely apathetic to trans people they don't want to hear about trans people they don't care they don't give a shit they don't think they're grooming but they also don't care about like they don't want to murder them either they're like you you ask the average American, what do you think about trans people? They're like, yeah, whatever, just let, just get out of my house. <laughs> like, don't, yeah, don't. I got bills. To pay. Yeah, I got bills to pay. Like, stop. <laughs> how's, how's that helping my mortgage? <laughs> yeah, stop, stop fucking asking me these dumb questions. Yeah. So I do think it's weird. There is like a weird mental health issue. People who focus on trans issues, like trans people, don't even think about trans people <laughs> as much as like people like Steven Crowder or Ben Shapiro or Matt Walsh, like these right wing ideologues. They're obsessed. They're obsessed. They talk about trans people all the time, and they're introducing bills where they're like, "All right, every kid, if a parent suspects a child of baby being trans, they have to have their genitals inspected." You know, yeah, and any parent, and it's like, "What the fuck? You just oh, gonna?" That's, I mean, the people who gravitate to those types of jobs are gonna be, you know, impacted and are yeah, going to have no issues. Just strong, yeah. Christian, Boys conservative men. Actually, we can't trust the Boy Scouts. Not Boy Scouts. Uh, Catholic priests. Nope, we can't trust them, too. Baptist. Nope, we can't do that, too. Uh, they're going to be one other group that has we all trust to do that job. I, I, I know, like uh, Jerry Falwell Jr., where it's like, <laughs> oh, he goes out in public saying, you know, you really shouldn't be having sex before marriage. Well, but also, I paid this... Eighteen-year-old boy to <laughs> have sex with him, yeah. yeah, to have sex with my wife in front of me while I watch from behind the curtains. Well, it's it's so now you're saying what you're saying is making sense. So the Republican strategy is to focus this on the primary, 
Well, all the primary guards who, let's be real, are going to be psych. They're psychos. psychos. They're the crazy people. You're, you're a freak if you vote in a primary. Especially the Republican primary voters. They're freak. They yeah. are freaks. They're yeah. like they're like the people where like so most Republicans are simply just normal human beings. Normal that, people. You know, they're like Redskins fans. Yeah. Just people who were born into an area and like okay, I, I'm, I have to vote this way because. But, so my dad but the primary voter, the Republican primary voters, you yeah. get some of those where they're like, actually, Xi Jinping is actually working with Trump to, yeah. like, yeah. and and Putin's actually helping to, yes. you know, fight the uh, trans people in Ukraine to make Trump, we you know, ever forgive Xi Jinping for what he did to Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Motherfucker. yeah I'll, I'll never forget <laughs> and forgive the Italians for what they did to Pearl Harbor. Yeah, those motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Mussolini. Yeah. All Mussolini, yeah, but but that's the thing. So they're doing. So we can we can imagine that uh, Ron DeSantis is going to do it in the primary, and then generally he's going to pivot to your normal Republican. We got to do tax cut. I mean, one of the things they're trying to do is we got to get Americans back to work, and it's like motherfucker. Have you looked at the employment rate? What are you talking about? That's what's wild is hearing like uh, Kevin McCarthy, who honestly. So Kevin McCarthy is what the Speaker of the House yeah. or a conservative, the Republican. Yeah. Honestly, I think even Republicans would agree with me. Pretty weak sauce. Yeah. He's there's no juice. Yeah, he does not. I mean, Mitch McConnell would never, ever let a fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Gates challenge him and at force to get chair. Mitch McConnell would bitch slap them across the face and say, I'm the one with the power. I'm the one that makes the decisions and he'd ruin their lives. But like Kevin McCarthy's got no spine. And, um, if anything, just, you're right. You're right. Yeah. No spine. And it's, it's like, who's he to win? Where is this coming from that we're not working hard enough? It's like I know record from, unemployment. They're like a labor shortage is like oh nobody wants to work. It's like what how are we both having a labor shortage, but also people don't want to work, yeah. and also we need to get people back to working, even though most Americans are working. Yeah, it's like these Americans get back to work because they're record low. And, like, you need a third job. Yeah, yeah. You know, two jobs is it's not going to cut it. Yeah, but don't do two jobs. Uh, don't do two jobs when you. Uh, if, if if you're cheating from your boss, then no, you, you can't do. Oh yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah. work it. Even if you yeah. can make it happen, don't. That's why we have to get rid of remote work. Yes, exactly. So, but Ron DeSantis, it's funny you mention him because the debacle with Disney, hilarious. So he announced his campaign on Twitter with Elon Musk. Cringy. I I was listening. There's some old conservative guy, Republican guy, who uh, was saying like. Oh, Ron DeSantis, he announced to, like, the most people on the internet ever, 100,000. It's like, brother, you fucking dumb boomer. The AOC played Among Us on Twitch, and they had half a million people watching them. <laughs> yeah. 100,000 people nothing. is nothing. nothing. And it was just funny that it was crashing. He should have played Among Us. Yeah, you De- DeSantis should have just played Among Us with the Elon Musk. Yeah, I, I would have watched that. Yeah. I would have watched. I would have been like, "Oh, DeSantis, maybe I've got him right all wrong." Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if, it, yeah, I watched him play the league. Yeah, or play League of Legends and play well. Yeah, okay. and yeah, be really good. He's like, maybe Ooh. one of the boys. Yeah, it's just like I mean, the boomers when they see him play golf, they're like, "Yeah, he's one of us for us." It's like league. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah, good. Yeah, or CSGO. like I guess now it would be like yes, yeah, uh, CS:GO or uh, <laughs> that's for the elder millennials or Valorant yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. I think that'd be or arc or uh, but if he does uh, if i see him play europa 
Done. So you're I'm going to vote for LA. <laughs> oh my goodness, he's playing Paradox. Well, what happens if he plays a Hearts of Iron, but just the same country every time? He just plays it's, the Nazis it, all the time. time. He's like, I just love. It's just, no, it's just I like the country buffs, <laughs> yeah. I think. I just, yeah. I find them the most intriguing. Yeah, I just like the tanks. I just like the uniforms. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, no, so, imagine... So, Ron DeSantis, though, I think he's fucked up. He's just solidified that Trump's going to win the primary. The news media does not want Trump to win. CNN wants him to win, but for the ratings, for the ratings. But everyone else, it's it's obvious they keep propping up. They want him to race, but they want him to lose. Yeah, nobody wants him to be fucking president, but they definitely want him to bring up the ratings because that's uh, yeah. So DeSantis is obviously the one that the Republican Party would really prefer to win. But he fucked up. He fucked he, up a lot. There was Rick Scott, the yeah. former governor of Florida, yeah. basically said on TV um, in a very polite way of in it with his debacle with Disney. That was huge. He said, "All right, the Rick Scott is the guy that basically um, Rick Scott is the guy that basically is in char- is helps with funding. He's very important in fun- getting funding for the Republican Party. So he basically told DeSantis said." He's not doing a great job. We really need cooler heads to prevail. He's got to work something out with Disney. So that's really bad. Republicans are pretty good at sticking up for each other. You could, A Republican could be accused of being a gay pedophile. And they're like, you know, he's we, got his, we need his vote, you know. But yeah. DeSantis, he's fucked up. He fucked up the money, and you don't fuck with the money. That's the biggest that's issue. The biggest rule. So yeah. in Florida... Because that's their pitch. That's their pitch. Their pitch is... Don't be like California, like Gavin Newsom. All your jobs are fleeing. The economy is crumbling. There's hobos in the street. There's crime absolutely everywhere. Come to Texas or come to Florida. Us red state people. We're business friendly. So, and we're not idiots. And we're going to put in reasonable, sensible policies. And I think it's worthwhile to mention a little bit of how big of a fuck up Disney was. Because originally, it was meant to just be a symbolic victory. He was supposed to slap them on the wrist. He took on the woke media. Vote for me. I'm going to fight the woke corporations. Exactly. He was going to do a... The leftist, the, the leftist communist yes, corporations. In, in Goldman Sachs, in Disney, and, you know, in Halliburton, and uh, ExxonMobil, those woke corporations are basically communist. You know, he's basically saying that he was supposed to slap Disney on the wrist because he made, he made a little board that was going to take a lot of the privileges Disney had. Like them having a nuclear reactor, uh, that was literally one of the and, and the fact that they literally run their own government. I think a lot of people don't yeah, aren't aware that. that Disney literally has their own county where instead of like most counties, your local elections, you vote for someone that runs like the water and the police and the roads and whatever. Disney just does yeah. Like they just... They're a company, a privately owned company, that just makes the laws and the rules and the regulations of a county. Well, like, know, they just control it. The thing is, is that, yeah, like, Florida has 1,400 arrangements like Disney. It's, uh, that's why all those uh, places go to Florida, set up boomer towns, and then exclude schools. Uh, because, you know, there's, like, laws in place that if there are kids in a place you have to do a school, a kid has to have access to education. So what they do is, like, basically ban ban kids from moving into the place by only catering to elderly boomers who don't bring kids. And, you know, Florida is famous for these crappy-ass places. There's lots of them. But uh, he fucked up. He was supposed to slap them on the wrist, do a quick victory. Uh, but Disney said, no, hey there, little piggy. You forget who's in charge, you know. You forget uh, who's the dog and who's the dog owner. Yeah, and he didn't realize that 
do you know how fucking litigious the mouse is? Yeah. <laughs> the mouse, the mouse is like Nintendo. Yeah. You like yeah. there'll be a fourth grader singing like "Let It Go" <laughs> or like you know singing a song for Frozen, and Disney will arrive with four thousand lawyers. Be like, yeah. not only are we going to take your house yeah. and remove your parents, we're going to make you keep you. We're going to euthanize your cat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just for the crime yeah. of singing and and recording the the song for Frozen. Yeah. Yeah. You you know, we're, we're, donate all your organs. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're every yeah. child is legally gonna. The, the Disney will make it so the judge forces you that every child you have is gonna be property of Disney Corporation for <laughs> that. So, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what the fuck DeSantis was thinking. He obviously wasn't because Disney now like, has did, whipped out the lawyers. They're beating the shit out of uh, DeSantis's legal team completely. And they, they were gonna. They, they overturn everything. They, they, yeah. they basically. I think they're the, going to overturn everything and get more, get more. more. Yeah, they basically said. But now they have Disney pissed at them. Yeah, Disney's like, we can't let a you know this stand up governor dare. We can't it let insulus fester. Well, and another yes, another thing they did heresy. Yeah, another thing they did is they uh, closed down nine hundred million dollars of a, a compound expansion there that they were planning to do. Yeah, and that's significant because remember that goes against Republican brand. There's a lot of boomers out there. The reason they vote Republican. Is because they've been so. A lot of them don't live in San Francisco. They don't live in New York. They don't live in any of the super wealthy areas in the Midwest. But they think that if you go to any of the places near their oceans in this country, it's going to be desolate, rundown, gangs in the street, homeless people, drugs, fentanyl. And let's just be real honest here. What they're mostly imagining is they're imagining black people running around attacking white people. Yes, it's like, yeah. you know, they're really focused on the black on white crime. Yeah. So they think yeah. that every city, it's just, you know, every white person is a, just a black person commits a crime and the police are like, I'm sorry, you yeah. know, the woke, the Democrats no, no, don't no. let us enforce the laws they, here. They, so we can't they, arrest they, you. They charge the person who got busted. They yeah. arrest him and they're all like, yeah. Yeah. you don't understand the laws here. Yeah. Know. Here in New York City, yeah. we, you know, we gotta do a different thing for yeah. conservatives. Yeah, yeah. Things work a little differently here in California. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if, if a black person steals from your house, you have to, you know, you have to help them steal the you, you TV. You have to give them reparations. Yeah, them yeah. The yeah, it's called on-the-spot reparations. Yes, it's yes. a new policy that works in every left-wing city uh-huh. where every black person is legally entitled to at least 40% of your net worth <laughs> at any time. That's what they think. So the idea of Florida, you know, uh, losing $900 million investment from Disney, it does play bad against them. I don't think Fox News is going to cover it. But these people, you know, they... Disney uh, was going to relocate California jobs to Florida. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Literally, that should just... Ron DeSantis should have been hard, like rock hard, excited for those jobs and money told, to come they, over. They put, a, bl- they put a black mermaid and that just, that just you know, triggered Do you him. think Ron DeSantis is neurodivergent? No, I think no. I, I don't know. I, don't I know. think he might be. To be completely honest with like the way he acts, I am wondering well, you know, that that might play well with the Gen Z. Well, the the thing <laughs> the thing is when he was doing these tactics, his people were telling like the media behind closed doors that hey, this is not a big deal. They don't need the right to do a nuclear power plant. You know, we're just trying to do this, and then nothing's essentially going to change because the new board is going to be exactly the same, except a couple of privileges. So, you know, don't worry about it. But Disney didn't let it go. They they need to make an example out of it. They, they did. Can't let just Godfather. Any, yeah, they can't just let any governor slap around Disney. No. Just, and I just love that he attacked 
the most wealthy, important corporation in the entire state. He should have beat like, up. Like he has to. He should have beat up like a vegan deli. Yeah, like a small mom and pop, like owned preferably by a black trans person. Yeah. Oh, that would have done very well <laughs> with the base. They would have been like, oh yeah, burn their. He <laughs> found the one millionaire. Yeah, but what they should have done. Uh, I mean, it just blows my mind that he attacked the most powerful, wealthy co- corporation. What he really should have done is he should have gone over to the mouse and kissed the mouse's ring. Yes, exactly. He should. He should have taken the knee for the mouse. He should have. He should have bowed before the mouse, and uh, he should have bowed before the mouse. And um, the cat's so funny. Bowed before the mouse and said, "I shall submit." He won the symbolic victory. He didn't. Th- I don't think he expected. He definitely did not expect no, this. He didn't expect the, the which mouse. Which honestly the makes me concerned about his confidence. Because here I was thinking that he's much better than Trump. Which oh, he's much smarter than Trump. There was some concern that once he got to the board, that the state was going to take all the billion dollars uh, in debt Disney had for the area. That was one of the concerns. But what happened is. They said, no, 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 we're going to build a board. It's going to keep exactly everything the same so Disney will continue to debt. Yeah. But. Oh, boy. It, it wasn't. Well, yeah, think... but he's a, he's a dead fish now. I don't think he stands a chance against Trump. Yeah. Trump never got that humiliated. Uh, you know, maybe or, when, or Snoop, maybe when Snoop Dogg uh, pissed him off in The Apprentice, you know, that was an equivalent, but. Yeah, I uh, I wanted to mention, we don't have too much time left, but there was a, uh, I found this story kind of funny. So. You know, if you if you watch too much right wing media, it makes your brain go. You honestly, if you're too online or you watch too much TV news, your brain goes. Yeah, generally, yeah. just in general. But um, there's a university uh, called Houghton University in a small Christian institution in Western New York. So they basically there were two new hires. Who this is a very this is a conservative Christian university. It's very small. It's got about a thousand students, and there are two new hires. And they just got fired because, according to them, allegedly they got fired because they had pronouns in their emails. And basically, the um, managers, their managers at the university, asked them to remove it. They refused. How dare they? And they got fired. So. Let me just and you know it's funny. Wait, they got, they, they, I mean, they were canceled because the university got angry about their pronouns. Yes. Well, don't they know that they're going to be with louder, louder with Crowder any second? <laughs> yeah, any he's, second. He's the, be telling them how dare you cancel somebody? Elon Musk. He's against the cancel so, culture. So the thing is, is you're probably thinking or you're assuming based on the story of like, oh, like a Christian university fired some gay or trans people. Like, okay, like not that surprising. But no, no, no. they're not gay or trans. They're just regular cis people. They just wanted their pronouns because, get this, this is their names. So Maybe it was just their first name. No, their names are in a, oh, in an yeah. article, that, and don't worry, they're gonna have the best labor lawyers ever. They're gonna sure. be, they're gonna have millions of dollars. That's maybe the reason why they might want to disappear. Is the settlements they get from the, they're gonna destroy this university is not gonna exist anymore. But basically, the woman. There was a girl and a guy. The girl's name is Reagan. Her first name is Reagan. And the guy's name is Shua. So what they complained about is that they have, you know, Shua sounds like a woman's name. And Reagan. Yeah, yeah, their names are ambiguous. So Reagan is, you know, who do you think of? You think of the greatest president ever to run America. So... That's what's so funny is like the uh, virtue signaling or the the right wing like the the right wing 
brain rot is so bad that pronouns serve a very important function, and it do, it serves a good purpose even unrelated to being gay or trans. It's like this person, Reagan, wants people when they email her and call her know that she's a woman, and the guy Shua wants people to know that he's a guy. Especially in emails when you're responding, you can't say yeah. Dear uh, Mr. Reagan. Yeah, it, exactly. It, 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 it'll make you feel like shit. That's why your signature is supposed to be your fucking pronouns. Especially when you have an ambiguous name because it makes people well, less uncomfortable. That, that's what's so funny is like, it's not even about like, you know, you don't you, it probably is good policy to put your pronouns in your email signature. Yeah. It just makes things easier. But it's just funny that it's like there's a completely unrelated reason that they wanted to do it, completely unrelated to the LGBT But because know. it's a culture war issue, the conservative university, the Christian university is like, oh, this is obviously support for trans people. Yeah. Um, Seek it. Yeah. yeah. So it just blows my mind that pronouns, you know, it makes me cringe when people talk about like, oh, my pronouns are fuck you or my pronouns are I do not consent or liberty and justice yeah, or, yeah, or yeah, America yeah. and MAGA. My pronouns are MAGA. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, no, you idiot. Fucking, you know, <laughs> pronouns. Like, if you have an ambiguous name, it's helpful if you just say, yo, like, even though my name's Shelly, I'm a guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or like, you know, my name's Reagan. I'm a woman. Yeah. So. Yeah, it makes sense. It was kind I'm of. Not, yeah, it was, it's absolutely, it's absolutely fucking crazy. So the administrators, um, you know, swear that it had nothing to do with the pronouns, but it's just funny because it's like, basically this school did previously disband their LGBTQ club. They had one? Yeah, they had an LGBTQ <laughs> club. So, well, now they banned it oh. because this university is basically wanting to, you know, they want to, exclu- they want to be a Christian conservative school. So they want to make sure that. You know, even though gay people... So they want to, I want you to imagine a liberal arts school canceled a uh, band, a Christian club. Okay. Yeah. They're like, on, no man. Christian no Christian males allowed anymore. Yeah, they're like, actually, they could only if they get castrated in front of uh, the feminist goddess. Yeah, uh, they all have to choose a, a traditional female name. <laughs> and that's the only way. So, I just thought that story was kind of funny. But another thing going on is... There's a, I hate this issue, but I figured, so did you hear about the debt ceiling? So the debt ceiling is basically this artificial number that the U.S. government places um, on, uh, so a lot of people don't know the history of it. So the debt ceiling. Yeah. A lot of people, when they talk about it in America, you're like, oh, this must be something that every country has. Makes sense. You know, Uh, my house has a budget. We have a unofficial debt ceiling so it makes sense we should limit the amount of debt we could borrow so one oh so it's like a credit card uh cap right yeah so no so no so that's what's so funny is that there are two countries in the world that have a debt ceiling because no sensible government would ever put an artificial hard cap on how much money they could borrow because the government needs to run it's pretty fucking important you can't just let it just stop suddenly out of nowhere so the other country, other than the United but States, think this is some kind of like developing piece of crap country like Canada, where you know, yeah. anything goes. Yeah, or Quebec, yeah. specifically <laughs> in Canada, yeah, exactly. the worst part of Canada. <laughs> so the um, so basically Denmark, they have a debt ceiling, but their debt ceiling is set so freaking high that they'll never hit it. So really, in reality, only the United States has a debt ceiling. 
So a lot of people, what they don't mention when they start talking about the debt ceiling is they don't mention why we have a debt ceiling. So the reason... So why is it, Anthony? Why do we have a debt ceiling? Yeah, I'm happy to explain. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I'm actually curious. I have no fucking clue. Yeah, so this, that's, this is what blows my mind is like... People just do not fucking look shit up. They, they don't. People, especially about the debt ceiling. Yeah, yeah that's pretty weird interview. I know nobody I, gives I, a shit. I have a hyper. The, I have a hyper fixation. You know, like that motherfucking debt ceiling. People don't know who. Yeah. So basically, the origins of it is essentially after the Civil War, we you know integrated the Southern states. Abraham Lincoln, and then you know the guy. Unfortunately, he died. But basically, the people in the Union. Wanted who? To, who unfortunately? Died? I mean, no, no. Abraham Lincoln died during the Civil War. You said unfortunately. I said unfortunately he died during you the mean Civil the War. Assassin, unfortunately for the assassin that he died. <laughs> um, are we talking about? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, sorry, you meant Lincoln. Oh, yeah, Lincoln. Yeah. That's still out, Anthony. Yeah. Well, basically, what happened was is they were concerned about the South, the form, the rebels that they were going to try and be like a fifth column and destroy the country from within. Oh. So they put a oh debt God. ceiling so that the, uh, you know, government, the, the rebels, the former rebels who were then integrated couldn't destroy the country from within. That's interesting. And that's why we have it. So there's no... So Republicans using it as a weapon. Is it was never, ever supposed to be used the way it's used now. Because now the Republicans wield it like a weapon. They should remove it. To they should remove it. Because you know it, why the Democrats not. No. Everybody doesn't remove it because it's a great way to cut Social Security. Because they say, oh, look, exactly. you know, the debt, we got to get a handle on it. It's yeah. never when a debt, but it's never when a Republican is in, no. in charge. Because that's what also blows my mind is that, like, everyone talks about, like, oh, Biden inflation and how much he put on the national debt. A lot of people just do not look shit up. You can very clearly see that the largest expansion of U.S. debt was under the Trump administration. And it's because you're looking for actual factual evidence to support your claims was what we established earlier with the Gnostics. Other people don't use use subjective values for how they view the world. So then it doesn't matter that Trump spent that money. Even if he told them, you know what they would say? I'm glad he did because it's probably good for America and he yeah. business. Yeah. You know, not like when the Democrats do it, they give free phones to minorities. Yeah. You know? Instead, uh, Trump just used it to give fat checks to all the wealthiest well, people, people in the world. Well, those people create businesses. I, I know you hate business, Anthony, but I don't, and I trust them business people. It's the same thing. Look at California. It's having a water crisis. We know why. It's all those illegal immigrants turning They're drinking all the faucets. All, so they're just, drinking all the water. Just, drinking all the water. I know. I told. Don't say who, but I remember telling you that <laughs> just, I, somebody I know realized, realized that, that. that like there's droughts, and I'm like, you know, to me, the obvious answer to like, oh, there are droughts is like, oh yeah, because it's cl climate change. That's why there are droughts. But they said, and motherfuckers opening pools. <laughs> yeah. What they said is, no, no, no. The reason why there's a drought in California is because they're letting in all the illegal immigrants, and the illegal immigrants are drinking all it's our drink. water. It's just they're coming here for the water. Yeah. It's just like drink, drink. I'm like, as if they don't pee it out. And it's like, like they're drinking all the water, it's all the water. Yeah. Just, you know, These damn Mexicans just drink. Yeah. They're just so, so much thirsty. thirsty. 
beer. You know, the average American drinks a bottle of water a day, but the average Mexican yeah. drinks four bottles of water. God damn it. That's why we need to build that wall. Yes, Keep them exactly. from drinking our clean water. And a moat, but we can't do that. Yeah, because they with can't, alligators. Yeah, well, we can't do the moat because all the water is gone. Because <laughs> exactly. Because they keep drinking it. It doesn't yeah. work anymore. So actually just drinking the moat. Yeah, so yeah we tried to put it in a moat, and the, <laughs> well, the, the illegals drink it all. That's yeah, they did. They just took it all. Yeah. Back to Mexico. Uh, so now, well, you see, that's that you know that's exactly the fucking issue, and I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, so where we're getting there that? was yeah we're we're getting close to the end, but I just remember uh, you wanted to say, do we have time for the home story? No, I just you know just a personal like uh, no. So it's, Elizabeth Holmes is the woman that you know started. The Theranos. Blood. Yeah, Theranos. Yeah, Theranos the, the test blood. was supposed to do the physical impossible. She tricked... The reason why she became popular is it kills me. She tricked Mattis, General Mattis, and General Mattis basically said, it's you know Mattis. what I think... General Mattis was in the Trump administration. He was known as being very... He's, he's, he's very well-liked in the military. He's considered one of the best generals alive right now. Yeah, there's a lot of people who... Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of liberals and Republicans yes. respect him. And Ferrari people. And he yeah. said about Elizabeth Holmes, the word that he thinks about her when he sees her is integrity. Damn right. And then he introduced her to all his Republican colleagues yeah. and rich billionaires. And that's how she was able She's to get so much fucking money. Integritize my wallet. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, he said he was, she was very brilliant. So she was able to fool all these horny Republicans because she's a, you know, attractive young blonde uh, uh, woman that pretends to speak like a. Uh, um, the guy Steve Jobs, yeah, yeah. Steve and she Jobs. comes from in a very uh, historic and very elite family. Uh, her, she's interesting, is because her family uh, was one of the most elite families in the past. I uh, forget their relations to Washington, but it was some. She's our, got no degree in <laughs> biology or anything. No, but it was because of her. So a lot of I think elites saw her as one of them that has fallen. Uh, like her family has fallen hard times, so they're helping out. Like, oh, I could see that this is my daughter in four generations from now where we lost all the money. So they saw it as like, oh, we have to uplift her because she comes from this historic family. That was part of it. So the weird thing to me is that the liberals, especially the New York Times, they have this really weird article how you're supposed to just find her so sympathetic, like, oh, you know, she's just this woman who never had a real life. and She was taken advantage of by all these rich people. It's just this real... Like you know, that was actually her defense too. Is that yeah. the that Indian guy? The he was like Sammy. the tech billionaire. Yeah, yeah, she was like saying like because they started having sex with each other, uh, and she said, "Oh, you know, he made me do it all." Yeah, know, like he made, made me do the fraud. Yeah, yeah. She, he made me lie about. Well, the, that's like the blood. Uh, that's like Musk saying that um, his ex is the reason why he bought Twitter. He had no intention to do that. But I'm joking, obviously. But but my point is, is that yeah, you know, she. she the point is, is that the sympathy towards her is really fucking weird. I mean, so I can only. I mean, you even watch like any of the. There's a uh, a Hulu miniseries about her, there, uh, which I watched, of course. And there's also a NPR, I want to say, uh, podcast about her and the whole Theranos thing. And all of those really want to make her sympathetic. Even though she's just like a compulsive liar. Well, and, and from she. From an elite family. She's like, and what she did is she put a lot of she's people's. She's a con man. 
She She's literally a con man, but woman, Anthony. Ah, uh, sorry. And she put a lot. And of, Americans love con men. They do. They love. But she put men. a lot of very poor people's lives in danger because a lot of those people came in for their blood test. Oh yeah. And they said, actually, you don't have whatever the fuck you have. You know, you're giving people medical results. People make decisions. I know. She gave. Yeah. And that's what I love is like as a wealthy person. As long as you well, only... At least Madoff ripped off, you know. Well, that's why he got in trouble. Yeah. Exactly. Don't ever steal from other rich people, though. Yeah. But she did, too, for Mattis and all these guys. That's why I'm saying it's a little weird, because that's the rule, right? The rule is, if you steal from the rich, they throw the book at you. But if you steal from... Poor people well, she's or regular She's still going to jail. So she did... All she, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah just still little, are she's going to, like, 19 years or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something like 18 or 19 Yeah, years. Long, a long time, I think. But... But it, when it comes to the idea that um, the sympathy is weird, obviously, I don't know, it just, it, it's just just a funny thing. I think, you know, pay attention to. Now, we are finishing up the podcast. I do want to tell the audience something. I want all of you, everyone listening, to read Blood Meridian. Oh, I want to have a discussion on that book for a following uh, episode, maybe in a couple of months from now. So if we all start reading it from now, we can all take part in the discussion. All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us on our first live in-person episode. And our last. And our last, yeah, because I can't get over the smell. And Sharon Meow wants to contribute. She thinks she's a a political philosopher. Yes. So follow us at Real Big Brain. Hit the subscribe, hit the bell. Uh, if Twitter still exists, follow us at Real Big Brain. Uh, email us, bigbrainchungus at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, leave a comment. Um, we appreciate all the comments. Yeah, even the negative ones. Especially the negative ones. All right, take care, everybody.